Hi, Dr. Allo again. Today I want to talk about diabetes. Diabetes has become a passion of mine. Um, the first thing I want to tell you is it's not your fault. It's not your fault you have type 2 diabetes. I know you've been told your whole life, maybe even by some doctors, that it's your fault that you got diabetes. That just isn't the case. Type 2 diabetes is a genetic disorder called insulin resistance. They've diagnosed it in newborns. They've taken newborns, done glucose tolerance tests on them, measured their insulin levels. They've been able to demonstrate insulin resistance even in newborns. So type 2 diabetes is not your fault. I want to make sure that's absolutely clear. If you want to blame someone, you can blame your parents. They're the ones um, that gave you type 2 diabetes. One of your parents must have had type 2 diabetes. So before, once we get that out of the way, we can move on and start talking about diabetes. So diabetes, it's estimated by the CDC that 29 million Americans are diagnosed with diabetes. There's another 79 million that they don't know yet. Their, their doctors haven't told them yet or they've been labeled as pre-diabetic or you know they just haven't been told they're diabetic. So this is a huge dilemma. Um, one chart that I use that my mentor uh, gave me when I was um, uh, going through my medical training is this chart right here. So first of all, if you look at the top, 92% of Americans or, or people worldwide are not diabetic. Um, so this really flies in the face of obesity gives you diabetes. 75% um, of Americans are overweight or obese. Um, only 8% have diabetes, and, and only 10% uh, of those are type 1 diabetics. The rest are all type 2 diabetes. So out of that 8% that is diabetic, the majority are type 2 diabetics, which is insulin resistance. So this 92%, um, they all have fasting blood sugars, meaning morning blood sugars less than 100. If we check them, the 92% people that are not diabetic, their morning sugars are under 100, in fact, way under 100. Um, if you look at their one hour postprandial or one hour after meals, sugar's never over 140. If you're not diabetic, your sugar's not going to go over 140. Even if you eat the most sugary, you know, maple syrup meal, whatever you eat, your sugar's not going to go over 140. And the last one, their hemoglobin A1C is under 6%. And, it's, and you can even argue it's under 5.7%. Non-diabetics, A1C is less than 6%. Your hemoglobin A1C, if you don't know, is an average blood sugar uh, measurement. You can check it at any time. You don't have to be fasting. It gives you a three-month average of what your blood sugars have been running. So now let's get to insulin resistance. Um, type 2 diabetes is insulin resistance. So what does that mean? Um, it means that your body isn't able to use the insulin that it's secreting. Your, your cells, your organs, your, your, your muscles, they're resistant to the insulin that your body is creating, your pancreas is creating. So what does your pancreas do? Over your lifespan, your pancreas makes more and more and more insulin to try to overcome that insulin resistance and it usually works for a while but then ultimately um, it doesn't work anymore your pancreas kind of gives up and says I can't keep making any more insulin or your or your resistance is so bad that your, your pancreas just can't keep up anymore um, so back to the top top of this chart like I said it's genetic you were born with it you are born with type 2 diabetes insulin resistance is an inborn disorder now there are things that make it worse or things you can do to, to bring it on sooner uh, or exacerbate it. It's a spectrum. Some people have really low amounts of insulin resistance. Some people have it much worse. So it's a spectrum. But things you can do um, to bring it on sooner or make it worse are, are getting older, getting heavier, um, becoming more more inactive, um, less di less exercise. Um, if you're ever put on steroids like birth control or nebulizer or inhaled steroids, um, those kind of things bring about insulin resistance more. Um, stress brings a, brings about your insulin resistance and makes it more. If you're going under a lot of stress, your sugars are going to run higher. 
Um, another one is pregnancy. Pregnancy is all those things. It's steroids are higher, your internal steroids are higher, you're under more stress, your cortisol levels are higher. You, it's called gestational diabetes, and all that does is bring about your insulin resistance sooner. You really are a type 2 diabetic. Gestational diabetes is type 2 diabetes. Um, a lot of women go on and uh, live a long time without finally manifesting you know, full-blown diabetes, but anytime you get pregnant again, you're going to have it. So it makes no sense to me um, if, the, if a patient was pregnant and had diabetes the first time around, gestational diabetes with their first pregnancy, to go ahead and retest them again and wonder if it's going to happen again with the next pregnancy. It, diabetes is not a disease that gets better over time. It just gets worse and worse over time. Your insulin resistance gets worse and worse over time. If you are pregnant and get gestational diabetes, that's a warning sign. There's nothing you can do about it, but you have it, and there's steps you can take um, towards making that better, and we'll go through some of those. So um, de- uh, being pregnant is another one, and birth control pills. It's a low-grade steroid. It's a type of steroid hormone, and it also uh, can make your insulin resistance worse. We used to diagnose type 2 diabetes. The average age, age at diagnosis was 51. Um, nowadays, it's 41, and that's because society is getting bigger, less active, on more steroids, birth control, whatever it might be, but society is, is not as active and as thin as it used to be. So now the, act, the average age is 41. Also, we're starting to diagnose it in children, teenagers, 13, 14, 15, starting to manifest in them. Now, sure, they must have a, a worse form of, of insulin resistance or, or a worse amount of insulin resistance, but it's starting to manifest even in them because we're starting to see larger and larger and more obese children. So it's a, it's a horrific... Um, disease. So over time, like I said, your pancreas makes more and more uh, insulin, trying to keep up with demand, but ultimately it's not going to be able to. That might happen at age 41. It might happen later. Whatever it is, at some point in time, you're not going to be able to make uh, enough uh, insulin to keep up. So your pancreas is tired, it quits, and then we say, okay, now you have diabetes. So the diagnosis for diabetes has been tricky over time. We used to say, your sugar should be under 100 fasting, but once it's over 126, then you're definitely diabetic, or 125 and higher, you're definitely diabetic, um, or any random sugar over 200. Uh, but then what do you tell those people that are between 100 uh, and, and 125? What do you tell them? Well, you're pre-diabetic. But all that means is that you're, it's bound to happen. You're going to get diabetes at some point. Same thing with the hemoglobin A1C now. Now the, the world diagnoses um, diabetes using a hemoglobin A1C. 5.7 to 6.4, you're pre-diabetic. 6.5 and higher, you're definitely diabetic. So the key is to start catching these people at lower and lower. At 5.7, 5.8, they're diabetic. It's not going to go away. It's not going to get better on its own. You have to do something about it. Um, so there's no point in waiting. All the long-term consequences of diabetes are preventable if you get it under control. And the sooner you get it under control, the better. The long-term consequences are horrific. You have amputations, you have blindness, you have peripheral neuropathy, you have heart disease, strokes, you know, all kinds of um, infl- inflammatory processes. Um, it's a horrible, horrible disease to have. In fact, it's, it's one of the worst diseases to have. If you had to pick the worst possible disease to have, it would be diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Um, so we have to be very, very diligent and, and, and be very, very proactive in, in treating it. Don't wait till the last minute to start treating uh, your patients. So what is the solution? How do you treat type 2 diabetes? Well, it's very simple. Um, first of all, if you need to lose weight, you can lose weight. Now, it helps. It reduces your insulin resistance, and it's very, very beneficial. The next thing is exercise. If you exercise, um, that will also increase your insulin sensitivity. So not only does it cause weight loss and increase in metabolism, 
but it also makes your cells and your body more sensitive to insulin. So your pancreas doesn't have to put out as much. Your body becomes more responsive um, to the uh, insulin that you're already making. So that's a huge, huge increase, uh, a huge, huge advantage. Um, the next part of the solution is obviously weight loss because that in and of itself reduces insulin uh, resistance. And, and exercise and diet together obviously can cause weight loss. The last part of the solution is something called metformin. There's a drug called metformin. It's been around forever. Um, one of the most tested uh, diabetes uh, medications we have. It's a phenomenal drug. It works in multiple different ways. First of all, it causes some weight loss. Um, second of all, it decreases sugar absorption in your di digestive system. Uh, next, it pre prevents your liver from making uh, new sugars. Glyconeogenesis, it's called. It prevents that. Um, and last but not least, it actually sensitizes you to insulin. So you put somebody on metformin, their body cells and their organs start using their own insulin better, which is a huge, huge advantage. Um, now, there have been studies done. There was a, a study called the Diabetes, uh, uh, the Diabetes Prevention Trial, which was done 30, 40 years ago, and, and it's ongoing. They took a number of different medications, and they put people uh, on an exercise program. They put people on poiglitazones, secretagogues, metformin, etc. They tried all kinds of things and different combinations of things. They found that the best two, uh, best two things were uh, exercise as well as metformin. Exercise and metformin had some type of memory effect where if you exercised or took metformin, um, even 15, 20 years later, your body would still be more sensitive to insulin than anyone else. All the other drugs that they tried, the secretagogues, glitazones, all the other stuff they tried, um, it was a temporary effect. While you're taking it, it worked, and that was it. But exercise, weight loss, and metformin, if you did those even for like just a year or two, your body was more sensitive to insulin even 15, 20 years later, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, finding. Um, if we if we put everybody on this, we would be we would do really really well. So I highly recommend um, that all doctors and all patients be on metformin for type two diabetes. You can always add other pills. You can always add insulin. All the new um, fancy medications, but do not ever stop um, the metformin. It's a very powerful drug. Has long long lasting effects even if you stop taking it. Um, but also do your exercise. Try to lose weight. Do all that other stuff. You're not going to make your diabetes go away. It's genetic. There's nothing we can do unless we invent some type of gene therapy. But if you do all these things together, you can get it under much, much, much better control, maybe even to the point that you don't require medications any, anymore. You might just require a little bit of metformin. But either way, you have to do something to get your diabetes under control. I hope this has been helpful. Please subscribe to my uh, channel and go to the website. If you need more information, you can always contact me or email me.